Welcome back, and thank you for downloading part two of episode one. This is the conclusion of my interview with Jen Gonzalez as we explore the topic of Orientation Week. Part two starts with Jen sharing with us a story as a student leader and how she approached a challenging situation. So let's take the example of perhaps over drinking. Mm-hmm. Very common during Orientation Week. Let's go to the extreme of, you know, we're at the hospital and we're getting our stomach pumped. You know, it's not life or death, but we're there. You Sounds know? like maybe you've witnessed I this. I have witnessed this oh my. every year oh my <laughs> of my professional experience, right? And you have yeah. students who, for many different reasons, are engaging that behavior. But the first question I always kind of try to get to is, why did that happen? Was it peer pressure? Was it that you've never drank before? Was it, you know, what was the reason behind that? What's the root behind that? How are you feeling? What was happening? Homesickness? All the things that we've kind of already touched on. Clarity around why is super important because I think that as as professionals helps us understand what the plan for support for that student is. Um, And so there should be a plan and there should be a conversation um, and understanding the why will help you make the best plan possible. Um, I think that uh, sometimes for professionals, it's really easy to get scared Mm -hmm. and it's really easy to go to a space of this behavior needs to stop, right. zero tolerance, right. you know. That punitive. Punitive yeah. approach. Um, and I really, really, I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I I didn't um, capitalize on an opportunity for learning in those instances, right. you know. And, and they happen. That happens yeah. for you're mitigating risk. Sure. If there's putting more people at risk than, you know, the one person's development, right. I, you know, I've made those decisions. Mm. Uh, but I love kind of to try as much as possible during that week to center myself in what's the learning for this student. Mm-hmm. They're exhibiting this behavior. They're presenting this behavior. What's the why? Mm-hmm. Let's help them get to the lesson. And then let's monitor. Let's right. watch. Let's right. connect them in with more positive mm-hmm. ways of behaving. Let's connect them in with a mentor right. and introduce them to their student leader. Right. Make sure that they're getting the positive examples of how they might behave while checking in yeah. and then if the lesson's not learned, yeah. this is the kind of where we get into then the... maybe the code will come in. Or exactly. Other, other. I wanted to take you back in time. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little bit of going back in time. Yep. Um, do you have a story in mind? Uh, you know, the, the pitfalls are there. Some folks can, you know, some can be avoidable, some can't because we're humans, Mm -hmm. Um, but then how do you pick yourself up? And I think that's where the magic is. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go back to residence life Mm because it's just just such a rich, rich, rich uh, microcosm. Every single year you get 50 students, 50 new stories to work with. This is when I was a student leader. Um, And during training, uh, very extensive training for most residence life programs, my one of the facilitators put up an equation B equals P times E. So the behavior mm-hmm. equals the person and their environment. Yeah, and nice. I was like, cool. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> That's you an know, equation. Great. I'm going to like focus in on yeah. like all these amazing people and I'm going to get these awesome students and I'm so excited. And I had had, it was actually my last year as a student leader. So I had already had two years of proven awesome communities, amazing kumbaya, yeah. best friends. Right. Awesome. So Pretty confident that in my last year, I would be able to do that exact same thing. Move-in day comes. Um, My community was quite large, 60 people in a very non-traditional building, stacked, Mm -hmm. so not one floor. You know, I lived in the middle of basically six different floors of smaller six-person communities. Very challenging to build that community. 
and I inherited kind of a group of students who had come from the same high school, uh, varsity athletes in various different teams, very different ideas about what their behavior should be in residence from what I wanted to see forth. My positive Mm -hmm. quotes weren't exactly working for them, lots of daring of posters, Mm -hmm. lots of just really, really unaligned vision, Right. right? right? So two of them in particular, both on the wrestling team, had come from high school, were roommates, and in the first week, you know, had, you know, broke lots of rules, broke lots of different things. Um, and one of them was, you know, a little bit more understanding of my position, liked me, really wanted to make sure that I was, you know, not having a terrible time as a student myself, I was a student, and kind of, I got him along. You know, I was able to say, hey, you know, what are our boundaries here? If you're gonna have a party on Friday and noise is supposed to stop at 11, yeah. how can I work with you to check in at 10.50? And, Make sure that your friends think you're still cool. <laughs> what can we do? You know? The other one. Yes. Unwilling to listen. No. Didn't understand the why. Really just wanted to stick it to me. Really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to believe in this person. Because right. basically for seven days of the week, except for Friday night, he was awesome. Right. Right? right. And he ended up having, after several kind of, you know, conversations and code and into the, where you're not understanding the lesson, you're not learning or implementing it. Yeah. He ended up having to get moved out oh. of our community. So okay. in that equation, the environment yeah. needed to change. Right. Um, and he kind of was very, very kind of angry at me. Really mm-hmm. tough as a student leader to have that person in your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot of energy. It was a lot of me feeling like a failure because I couldn't shift his behavior because I couldn't kind of get him to learn the lesson. Um, and that was my first, as a student leader, my first kind of example that this stuff is not always in our control. We can do our best to try to get students to reflect, to try to get them to modify their behavior. But at the end of the day, it really is their choice. Right. And it really is, you know, their our empowerment of their making choices mm-hmm. that shifts into that magic. So the guilt had to go away. Yeah. I think it was excellent parenting 101. I don't have children yet, but right. I think it was excellent kind of, you got to let go. <laughs> you got to set expectations yeah. and let go. Boundaries, let go. And he got evicted, super angry. There was Uh-oh. pranks on my wall. There was there was lots of stuff that happened mm-hmm. in the in the you know Some real world that made yeah. it feel very uncomfortable for me. Um, he went to another building across campus. I kind of lost touch with him. Lots of kind of reprimand from the rest of my community. He was very popular. I was definitely the mm-hmm. you know the the bad student leader right. who got yeah. him evicted for right. a couple weeks. Um, and I ran into him in the city probably eight years later. Wow. You know, so okay. fast forward eight years. Fast forward eight years. Wow. Mm-hmm. We're at TEDx Toronto. Right. I'm at TEDx Toronto. We're not there together. Mm-hmm. And across the room, immediately recognized him. I was like, oh, Lord. And they creep up. <laughs> Grocery store. You they're know, everywhere. they're everywhere. You're kind all of like, clients, okay, hello, yeah. hello. <laughs> he was with his partner. Yeah. And his message to me that night, the overall message was, you know, I couldn't say this then. I didn't know then. Mm-hmm. But... The boundaries that you tried to implement are boundaries that my partner tries to implement with me, that my workplace now tries to implement with me. You know, you taught me a lot on standing your ground and moving, you know, making the recommendation to move when it wasn't working anymore. And sometimes you got to move, you know, and that's not a failure. In fact, it's a success eight years later, you know, and you might not get that feedback ever. Right. I've worked with over... Yeah, you know, at this yeah. point, tens of thousands of students. For sure. You don't get those moments sure. all the time. Yeah. You know, but you got to trust in your mm-hmm. 
in your uh, in your leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, and and sometimes the kind of work that we do, and um, and I guess that's applicable. I think to everybody and anybody. Sometimes you're the one planting the seed, mm-hmm. and the next person behind you will will reap. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, do a good job at planting. Do a good job at uh, watering. Mm-hmm. Let's say with with the nourishment. And sometimes, you know, uh, you will be also the one pruning, if we keep with that analogy. Sure. You'll be the one pruning, you'll be the one, you know, kind of calling out the parts that aren't working in that in that seed, but then the next person will come after and pluck the crop yep. because you did such a great job uh, on, on fostering that mm-hmm. for them. Take, take your social life serious, have fun, make that friend. Uh, look at your academics because that is the vehicle that will get you there. I mean, that's why you came here mm-hmm. is because of your academics. Mm-hmm. Move uh, your body, and and then move move that body. You know, take care of it because it'll take care of you. Yep. You know what I mean? If you neglect it, it will tell you so Absolutely. in a few years. Yeah, uh, some of us might be feeling that. Yeah, um, but you know, it all works together, uh, and there's lots of people that are very much invested in people's success here. Mm-hmm. His feedback to me, fun, funnily, in that conversation, mm-hmm. I was like, what what, what about it? You know, mm-hmm. And he said when his roommate, who did remain in our community, when he would talk to him, he'd say, hey, Jen said hi, which is what I would do. I'd pass mm-hmm. by and say, hey, mm-hmm. make sure that Greg says that, yeah. you know. Yeah. And he said that what that taught him was that I was committed to him, mm-hmm. even when he left the community. Right. I was still checking in on him. This is before Facebook as well. Right. This is before yeah, all yeah. social media. So you counted on word of mouth. <laughs> you know, and so he said that that taught him yeah. that and showed him mm-hmm. that I cared. Right. Even nothing personal. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. The behavior is the behavior and the person mm-hmm. is the person and I cared about the person. Yeah. And that's what kind of shifted him to be able to understand commitment to right. his partner, to his work, to whatever it might be and deep caring. Mm-hmm. So we're examples. Yeah. And it's, it's hard work, yeah. whether you're a student leader who's doing this conduct work right. or you're a professional right. who's helping those student leaders or you're responsible for conduct across the board. Right. It's tough. And yeah. you need your people, you need your network to be able to bounce your ideas off, yeah. to be able to say, oh, it really sucked when they burnt my poster off my bulletin board. Right. But I care about that person. So again, reflecting back upon and, and trying to come up with helpful tools for, for our listeners around um, how do you pick yourself up? Mm-hmm. That's, again, where the magic is. That's where the hard work is. That's where the strengthening happens uh, for, for your personal development. And, and I think as a conduct officer, the first thing I look for is where's that person at with taking responsibility? All the reports say so that right. this happened. Um, let's say we'll, we'll stick with our topic of our example of uh, drinking uh, mm-hmm. in an undesignated area as mm-hmm. under the code. So why? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you with that? Um, do you come in and say, hands up, I did it, totally my bad, and these are why. These are the reasons why, because you've had the chance from when you found out that you're being called down to the principal's office, quote unquote, to the time that you actually come, uh, I'm hoping that there's some thinking that's happening there. There's some Mm -hmm. reflecting that's going on here. Um, Because if you come in uh, with that already, you've already won the battle almost uh, within yourself. Because the goal of all that we do is to minimize the next chance of this happening again. Mm -hmm. 
whatever the behavior is. Right. Uh, whatever the pitfall that you find yourself in, you you want to get out of it nicely, but you then don't want to drop right into the next one. You gotta learn the lesson. You gotta learn the lesson, or else it becomes a revolving door, and then patience starts to run out. Sure. Right within yourself and those around you. So it's take responsibility, mm-hmm. and then sit with yourself or, or sit with your folks and, and 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 find out why. Why did I engage? Is it peer pressure? Is it Because you know what? I haven't made a friend in yeah. over a year and I've had enough. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. The frustration is what's driving you. We can work on that. We can mm-hmm. plug you in in the right places. But if you don't know why, then then we sit and we have to talk. Because without it, the likelihood of mm-hmm. happening again, this incident is very, very high. One of my favorite kind of metaphors I like to use with students in the falling down is kind of a, a hiking metaphor. So I, I love okay. nature. Um, and when you fall down, you're, you're in the valley. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of that is that you were climbing a mountain. Right. You were hanging Soaring out. Like you were doing eagle. your thing. You were hanging with your friends. You were on a certain path. Yeah. Something happened. You fell down into the valley. Yeah. You have to ask yourself why. But the awesome part is that in the valley... You can see all the other mountains and all the other trails and all the other paths that are available to you. Very nice. Which you might not be able to see if you're just on one track, one path. Right. 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 right so right. back to that kind of importance of your social network, importance mm-hmm. of who you're hanging out with, the person and the environment. Environment mm-hmm. not just being physical, but also a lot to do with our social emotional. Yeah. Um, I really, really like kind of asking students what was the path you were on. Yes. You're now in the valley. We've fallen down. What are you going to learn about that? What's the why? And then what are we going to choose next? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so kind of where we started, the importance of finding your your, your friend, your tribe. Right, right, right. Another thing I like to talk to students and professionals about, mm-hmm. you know, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. The amazing opportunity is that up to this point, for most of our students, that's been their family or their family structure. Right. And now they get to choose right. who those five people are. Right. You know, their friend structure, maybe they've always lived in the same place or they haven't moved around or maybe they moved around everywhere and they haven't had five people. Right. This is your time to choose your five people, choose wisely. You right. know, I had a teacher in grade four who always said, work with a smarter person. Work with someone who's smarter than you, better than you, fat. train with someone who's faster than you. These right. are all tips and tricks that are used by elite people, right? Yeah. Yeah. You need to work with someone that has that skill set that you're looking to emulate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And you are then in that Mm -hmm. atmosphere, in that environment, and that will help you get to that next level. Right. So the Valley is an awesome place to be. And I think that's the philosophy we need to have as professionals who are working with students and then helping students discern who those five people are, Mm -hmm. to celebrate those people, to nurture those relationships. You know, I treat my... Front row, I call them. Yeah, if we're yeah, in a movie yeah, theater, my yeah. five people are my front row. Right. Those people get all the perks. They get mm. lots of attention from me. They get lots of energy from me. They're lucky. Yeah. They're lucky. If you're in the back <laughs> row, yeah. hey, yeah. you might not be getting as much attention as the people right. in the front row. So right. the importance of that social network as the environment in order to have students be successful, to envision new possibilities for themselves, and to for have, empower them to choose the path that is most right for them at that time, comes from being in the valley sometimes. So let's look at it from that opportunity, that possibility as professionals and help make that possibility happen mm-hmm. for students. Mm-hmm. And then we get magic. Magic is what we're looking for mm-hmm. for all of our students. 
So now we're coming to the end of our podcast, and uh, and uh, uh, what I'm going to try to do for our listeners, and uh, and I and I thank you for joining us for this one, is to do a call of action, kind of mm-hmm. like the tip of the month, um, uh, because uh, you know we want to tell our folks that it's all about for, for this topic at least it's choose your friends wisely mm-hmm. um, they can encourage you uh, they can push you uh, in a positive direction they can be a source of inspiration and reliance through the tough times especially the tough mm-hmm. times those are your people um, they can be your best sounding board uh, and that will include them doing a little bit of pruning. Uh, they'll be mm-hmm. like, mm, you are actually not doing this part right. And be open to that because right. they are your trusted people. Uh, and they can help you problem solve um, if you pick them right. right. And I think that's the key, right? And take your time. Mm-hmm. Don't panic. I know it's it's stressing sometimes. Like I used to have lots of friends in high school. What's happening here? Right. Uh, it's okay. It'll come. They are. There's a lot more of them here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody's coming from a forty thousand plus uh, high school. So there's a lot of people here. Uh, you will find them, and they will find you. So choose your friends wisely, and yeah. and uh, use your people uh, when it's time. Yeah, I'm gonna add to that just one little piece. Sure. Be your own best friend. Yes. When you yes. don't have that best friend. Yes. So. Yeah. Get to know yourself. Absolutely. Get to know yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, look for that five people. Look right. for your community. Yeah. Be ready for that, mm-hmm. but be your own best friend. Absolutely. Because throughout life, you mm-hmm. know, we're the constant. That's the person I'll be with you all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you, Jen, so much for your time. Thank you, Mark. Greatly appreciate so that. Exciting. It's our first one and uh, many more to come, and hopefully you'll join us back. Absolutely. And I just want to say to everyone, good luck with Orientation Week. Yes, good luck. Have people. fun. Yes, have fun. And take care. was Jen Gonzalez, Director of Student Life here at Ryerson University. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check back for the next episode in this podcast series entitled Caring Through Conduct. I wish you all the best, and take care.